0: Greetings, beautiful people. Happy September 29th. Bobby the Awesome here coming to you from Kansas, well, from Overland Park, Kansas, in my girlfriend's living room. (laughs) Just to keep you updated on, on where I'm going. I'm here in Kansas for a couple more days. And then it's off to Denver to give you a little recap of since I talked to you last, we watched the Chiefs last night, which... I have to tell you, it was pretty badass. It was really quite an intimate setting, and it was wonderful because there was just as much as I run around here <laughs> trying to see everyone. This was like a little girls' night, and there was just four of us, and we had, I was calling it Super Bowl number two, <laughs> just like how we had St. Patrick's Day number two. This was Super Bowl number two. And uh Chiefs won, of course and it was just great getting to have some some girl time and i said to them i was like you know if i never met you guys i would not be watching football voluntarily never mind enjoying it and enjoying the people around me so a lot of gratitude for that and i went golfing yesterday and i did get my third birdie ever in life this is the second time i got one with one particular friend that i golf with out here so that was pretty exciting and uh met a couple new people that we played with So it was a good day. Yeah, I think I talked to you last from that parking lot. It's been an adventure, that's for sure. So my time is getting close to winding down a little. My schedule's not bonkers today, which is good. I do I am going out to dinner tonight with two of my Kansas City faves. There's a sweet man here. His name is Brian. And He kind of adopts all the widows. You know, he makes sure that they don't spend Valentine's alone or, you know, that they don't go without flowers and he takes them out to dinner. And he's just, he's just so sweet. He has a girlfriend who was, well, is his neighbor and they're just such a sweet little dynamic. And every time I come here, I try to make sure that I spend time with them, good quality time. And last year we went to a restaurant called Bonefish Grill. And if you're not familiar, they're pretty national chain. If you're not familiar, it's a seafood restaurant. And I think one of their specialties is what's called Bang Bang Shrimp, which is a nice spicy shrimp and it's amazing. So that's where we went last year. Tonight we're going to Jay Alexander, I think, which I'm not sure that I've ever been to, but I'm looking forward to the quality time. And... uh it's funny you know as Americans I think we tend to celebrate and socialize around food at least I know that's kind of how I've been booking a lot of my time hey you want to meet for lunch hey you want to meet for dinner and then I try to sprinkle in activities you know like going for the walk with Jerry on Saturday you know get five miles in and golfing with chip yesterday I I walked and uh, I was hoping to be on a bike ride today but that didn't quite work out. My girlfriend couldn't get the day off of work. So I am um, going to have kind of a not rushy day, which is nice because this is sort of supposed to be a vacation. Okay, so let's uh, get to today's reading. Today's really September 29th, not like yesterday when I tried to uh, fast forward it. So T.H. White says, the best way to forget a problem is to learn something. I think I'm going to like this. Boredom can be a real problem in recovery. We may spend too much time thinking about ourselves and not enough time thinking about other things. A whole world of knowledge is there for us, ours for the taking. A 77-year-old man told a meeting he recently taking up painting with watercolors. He'd never touched a brush before in his life, but thought it might be fun. He got some inexpensive paper, borrowed a few books from the library, and gave it a try. Every sunny morning, he went to the park and painted Pigeons or squirrels, people walking by, or trees, thoroughly enjoying himself. He soon discovered he could have the time of his life doing something new, learning as he went. That man knew an important secret about life. When we're feeling down or depressed, feeling that our lives are worn out and over, we can do something different. Trying something new, learn something, take a chance. Our minds brought us far in recovery and a whole world is there for us only if we reach out for it. Today, help me remember all my choices and take advantage of all that life has to offer. Well, if this isn't right up my alley, I a million percent agree that boredom is a problem, a real problem in recovery for sure. I've seen drastic boredom with COVID and I don't relate to it tremendously because i've i've chosen to take this other path of getting knowledge and learning things and and going forward and although it's been a lot of business related i mean if you asked me a year ago would i be opening a virtual assistant like marketing agency i would have laughed at you you know but the learning has gotten me this whole new skill set and Vigor and passion and excitement. And I get to help people both as entrepreneurs and as gamblers now. And it's very fulfilling. And I'll tell you, by learning and being busy, I don't think about gambling like want to go gamble. I think of it as part of my, you know, my business model and making sure that I'm raising awareness all the time. I talk about it very openly in front of anybody and everyone that will listen, as I have mentioned, is ingrained. You know, I was on the phone with my social media guy a little while ago, and he says to me, he kept saying, we have to double down, we have to double down. And he was talking about certain tasks. You know, he's in the UK, and it's just a language thing. It's just there. And when I was out this past weekend, I told you about, you know, getting these raffle tickets, aka drink tickets. It's just the norm. So those are all opportunities for me to share the dangers. I was listening to a podcast yesterday that I've interviewed with this guy. He interviewed me and I'll be on his show at some point. I don't know when it's going to release. But it's something, his his shows about happiness or something to that effect. But the idea was for me to get on there was his audience may or may not know about gambling. So I went on there. So anyway, I was listening to his program yesterday and there was a fella on there. And this is so tricky, right? Like I may reach out to this fella. I had kind of an interesting reaction to it. But this man is out and he's trying to help the world. And his mission is to help parents teach their children how to handle money when it comes to investing, specifically in the stock market. So he's trying to take away that, Fear associated with, you know, you have to know everything to invest and da, da, da. And I honestly, it's funny throughout my career, I was like, I need to learn, I need to learn the stock market, I need to learn politics, and I need to learn to golf. And really, the only thing I've learned is golf. I would like to learn Spanish too. And that'll come as soon as I calm down. I should have learned that a million years ago between working directly with South America in my floral career to, Having less you know, employees when I was in the warehouse, I just could have done a much better job with learning Spanish sooner. My bad, but we'll get there. Maybe I'll just go to Spain to learn it. <laughs> anyway, boredom is an issue. Oh, I totally got sidetracked. Sorry, let me back up. So this guy is trying to help people learn how to invest in the stock market. And all I kept hearing, like he he means well, and he's trying to help people find their security And freedom, you know, like he talked about him and his wife were both in the financial arena and they moved from like the big fancy house down to a smaller place, you know, to to become more financially secure, which he acknowledged the ego part of it, you know, like having the nice house and those kinds of things. But it made more sense to downsize. And I thought that that was a great principle. And it's one we can all use when we're trying to clean up our gambling debt or for our future in general. Anyway, in the background, all I could think is he's teaching kids younger and younger to play in the stock market. And I don't, I haven't read his book. I think I'm going to. And I think I'm going to reach out to him and, and see if he's willing to incorporate like a safety message. I think that might be an opportunity because, yeah, it's great to teach people how to protect themselves. But I don't know if his teaching leads to that chase. The constant, you know, like watching the stocks every day, or if it's more of a, you know, you invest and you set it and forget it. Like how, you know, that's how I do my 401k. I have no idea what I'm invested in. And I don't need to know. I don't want to, I don't want to pay attention to it every day because it's that same adrenaline rush or could be as, Gambling. And I, I remember feeling it back when I was working on the project with my company last year. I was investigating alternatives and trying to understand the FTD business, and they had filed bankruptcy and their stock got like below a dollar. And then, me paying really close attention, I could have made an educated decision and bought in and then see where it went from there but because i was afraid of of the i don't know repercussions or the i was afraid that it would turn on the same pathways in my brain for gambling and it was essentially gambling either they were going to go bankrupt and fail and if i had put x amount of dollars in when it was a dollar i could have lost that or if they got you know, cleaned up their act and and redid some stuff. It could have increased. So it just felt like like the chase to me. And I totally digressed off the reading. Go figure. So I'm gonna circle back here. So boredom boredom is definitely a challenge. So you hear me talk about what to do to fill that boredom, and it could be anything from Self devotion, self care items from reading, walking, exercising, meditating—you know all the normal buzzy things. What I like about this reading, though, is they they take it to a different level with this art. You know, with this with this man at seventy seven years old learning a new thing, and it's a choice, guys. It's totally a choice, okay? Because I've seen people through COVID that have had, geez. Some of them didn't even have jobs, right? So instead of using the fact they had time to learn something new or to find something they like, like this reading talks about, they didn't choose that way. And in some cases, there was relapses. So I don't say that from uh, being critical about the relapse, I'm using that as an example of how easy it is to relapse when we're not we don't have our armor up. And it will be a lot of time addiction comes with mental illness, depression, anxiety, bipolar. There's, a, there's so many things that are in the background. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's super easy to go learn something new. But I am going to say that if you're feeling good in any, you know, for five minutes, I think I've heard this five minute thing where if you try something for five minutes, And if you don't like it after five minutes, you can go back to, you know, going to the couch, watching TV, doing whatever, but try it for five minutes and then see if you're engaged. And it's the same principle. I've seen Michelle from, oh, I don't know what episode, somewhere in the 20s. She had done art prior to her gambling career. And then now that she's in recovery, she's putting all her energy into art. And it's actually becoming not just a hobby, But people want to pay her for her skills and her art. And it's, they're engaging her at work. You know, now she dedicates time to it. So if every Sunday she knows she has to do art because that's what makes her feel good. That's every Sunday that we can pretty much anticipate she's not going to be gambling. It's going to be different for everyone. Like, I think I, I definitely immerse myself in learning new things about technology and marketing and, a lot of business things, how to do a podcast, how to understand all the things around it. And I'm I'm finding the things that light me up about it. Like I love business. I love the stats. I love trends. I love numbers. I love looking at all that stuff. And when I was in my floral space, I knew how to use those numbers and then apply my expertise to make those numbers better. And that's kind of the path I'm on to learn with this, with all these other things but that's that's what's keeping me out of trouble right like i don't have time to gamble i i just don't and you can create a healthy life for yourself the same way now if you're someone who for example isn't physically able to go for walks or ride a bike or do zumba or something crazy maybe it's Simplifying it. Maybe it's, you know, using your brain in a different way than you have in the past. I'll tell you that reading books from, you know, paper books was a great exercise for me during the 75 day challenge, the 75 hard challenge, because I wasn't reading real books anymore. I was listening to audiobooks and I have this association with when I'm walking or in the car. But reading a regular book was like another activity, a learning activity. And a time-consuming activity to help cure that boredom. And my big dream, my big dream is based on a couple premises. One that one of our biggest problems is boredom and, you know, in recovery. And I think there should be more to life than just meeting, 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 meeting. You know, like meetings are great and we need to stay dialed in and we need to keep them top of mind. We need to stay connected. We need to stay reminded and we need to stay very self-aware and meetings I find are very good for that. But just doing meetings is only one small piece of it. You got to set yourself up for when you're not doing two meetings a day or seven meetings a week or or whatever that looks like for you when you're first starting out. Again, I'm not diminishing the value. I still pop into GA meetings. When I get back home, I'm going to get back on a routine about the recovery Dharma meetings. I'm really enjoying those. It's constantly trying new things. And if you haven't tried a Gambler's Anonymous meeting, I'm going to tell you to try it. If you have tried Gambler's Anonymous and that didn't work, I would tell you to go, you know, maybe learn a different way. Like the recovery dharma or smart recovery. Whatever that is that aligns with you. That's the beauty. That's the beauty of this is we're all individuals and we get to decide. It says, Whoa, my pages keep flipping. It says that this man who went and started, you know, drawing pictures knew a secret about life. When we're feeling down or depressed, that our lives are worn out and over, we can do something different, try something new, learn something, take a chance. Now, this is a drinking book. So taking a chance, they probably wouldn't have associated with gambling. I would call it a responsible chance. Our minds have brought us this far in recovery and a whole world is there for us only if we reach for it. So here's, here's something else that I'm, I'm trying that isn't just work-related but kind of leisurely. There's a girl that is in one of my classes and she is teaching us all about France. She lives in France. She's exploring. She knows all those secret gems. Like there's more to France than just touristy France, evidently. And she's telling us She has this this private group and like I signed up for a membership or I'm about to. I need to. (laughs) It's just a a process thing. But anyway, so within this group, she's educating about us, France, offering language lessons in addition to the sharing the sites and all the different things that France has to offer. And then when the world opens up again, We'll get discounts at all the places so that we can go to France and enjoy everything that we learned about. We'll go into it prepared. I think it's brilliant. And I think she's going to do a few other countries. But that's something totally not in my wheelhouse. I mean, French was the language I tried to take in high school when I was trying to behave in class, which wasn't very often because I resented the fact I had to take a language. I don't know why I've always thought that I know more than the adults. Evidently, I don't. (laughs) But if you're not on Facebook, for example, and I know there's an argument there. Oh, well, it has all the negative, blah, blah, blah. If if you're someone who's still watching the news, but you're not on Facebook, I don't want to hear about the reason you're not on there is because of the negative, because we have choices to set it up. But there's a whole world out there. If you just type in anything that you even think remotely interests you, you're going to find a group for it. There's a lady here in Kansas that just broke up with her guy not too long ago. And one of our mutual friends introduced her to hiking clubs. So now she's been going to hike on hikes and she's making new friends. And you know, it's not hanging out at the bar. It's exposure. It's fresh air. It's so many good things. But when she was with the guy, she wasn't going hiking, (laughs) you know? So it's kind of the same way with our addiction. When we're not with our addiction, we can go do other things. Constantly hearing, and it's actually frustrating sometimes because my friend Sean, I want to hang out with him or visit him or, you know, go biking or whatever, but he has four kids. And now that he's not gambling, he has to, well, he doesn't have to, but he chooses to and wants to be engaged with the kids. And they do all kinds of activities, you know, biking and sports and soccer and, you know, all these things. And he actually doesn't have time half the time, which is, exactly what the point of this reading is. You can cure the boredom and you can learn new things. And when we learn new things, I think it's revitalizing. Is not the right word. It's, it's, it's fulfilling. It gives us something to be excited about. I know that the stuff that I've been learning has been tremendous on my journey the last year. The gambling stuff too. Like I have a gambling conference coming up next week. And I can't wait to see what... I I imagine there's going to be a big focus on online gambling and how to handle that and how to help people in that arena. Again, that sounds like a little bit of a weird hobby, learning as much as I can, but it's something that interests me. And I want to have the tools so that you know maybe you guys don't have to go... Or maybe you don't have the resources or whatever. But you can learn through me. I'll, I'll streamline it and share with you so that the information gets disseminated. And that's something that I enjoy and keeps me from not being bored. So it ends with, today help me remember all my choices and take advantage of all that life has to offer. That's the overarching end game, in my opinion. Taking advantage of all that life has to offer. My friend Mary must have called me she said, you're living the life of Riley right now. She said that a half a dozen times last night because I'm traveling the country and I'm hanging out with friends and I'm socializing well and eating well and seeing new things and meeting new people. Well, yeah, why not? What's the point of, I don't want to say what's the point of life otherwise, but what's the point of life if you're not living it and enjoying it? We often get in the, the ho-hum of, you know, Work to live, live to work. You know, we we get up, we go to our jobs, we come home. Maybe we have hobbies, maybe we don't, maybe it's family time, go to bed, get up, do the same thing. It's just like over and over the same thing. But you don't have to have it that way. You have a choice in this. And here's another thing. You ready for this? This is the most beautiful thing about quitting gambling. It's a big shift because I know for me, the whole time I was gambling, I would not spend money on, and I'm going to say air quotes myself, myself meaning something like travel or activities, you know, like I'm not going to go to a paint and sip and spend $40 when that $40 can get fed into a slot machine and totally disappear in seconds. Like how absolutely backwards is that? So that's kind of a thing you need to be mindful of. I'm I'm, Try to remind you as often as I can, you're worth it and you deserve it. And it's going to come that way with the activities. Like don't go, oh, I can't. A cruise. A cruise is a perfect example. So say you were to go on a cruise. And I did this. I did this. I've been on two cruises. and the first one, I wouldn't spend any money on excursions. I was just too cheap. I wanted to be at the casino. It would impact my gambling time. It would impact my gambling funds. So I didn't go on any excursions. Now the last cruise I went on, even though it was my last hurrah, it was, I also was trying to be mindful of taking advantage of the full experience. And this is even before rehab guys, like I knew I was going to rehab as soon as I got off the cruise, but I actually did make excursions and plans, which helped probably slow down my gamble slump because I wasn't focused on scheduling my time around gambling, I did end up gambling around it and I I knew it was my last hurrah. It was delicate because mom was there and uh, she didn't want me gambling. But anyway, I will tell you that I had a much better time on the cruise where I was doing the excursions and, and getting engaged in things. like I touched those prickly little things. What are they? The snorkel? Not snorkel. I can picture them. Those flatfish, stingrays, stingrays. I went and pet the stingrays and swam in the water with them. And those are not things that I would normally do, but it was fun and it was a beautiful experience. I jumped off a freaking cliff and ate Jamaican Caribbean jerk chicken and made new friends and, and just so many things like that. But if I was in the casino room, I wouldn't be making friends. I wouldn't be experiencing life. So be willing to, and you're going to be in debt, right? Like we're all probably in debt. And it's okay to still spend money on yourself. It's okay. It means you're healing. Because here's one last thought I want to kind of give to you. If you weren't spending money on yourself and you were just white knuckling it through quitting, okay? And you didn't spend, allocate a little bit of funds towards the learning or curing boredom or doing an activity. And you're not... Than starting to feel fulfilled or to learn new things in your recovery, then it's very easy to relapse. And if you relapse, it's going to cost you way more money than a $40 paint and sip. That's my humble opinion and experience. That's my experience, unfortunately, or fortunately, however we want to look at it. So that's kind of where I'm at. My final note, I saw, I saw the guy I learned how to podcast from. He's, He's been doing some really funny things on Instagram. And I loved it because he did this silly thing about drinking water. And he you know, he starts off with like, when you do this, you drink eight ounces of water. And when you do this, you drink five ounces. I'm saying he's showing the containers. The containers are going from smaller to larger in his skill, silly little skit. But he basically just did it as a reminder, like, hey, drink your water, people. So I'm going to remind you to do that because I haven't in a while. And as we change seasons, you know, if you're on the other side of the world and you're ramping up for summer, I feel like it's easier to drink water in the summer. But here it's kind of getting chilly and I find myself not as thirsty for water. I want more coffee and warm beverages. So stay hydrated, guys. That's my eh today. Stay stay hydrated. Take care of yourselves. And I will be back with you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. Go on.